Welcome to the Whiskey Congress. Honest, open talk dedicated to speaking the truth to those who are open to hearing it. Black, white, right, left. Most importantly, honest, bold, and fueled by good whiskey. In Whiskey Veritas, we are Whiskey Congress. Join the evolution. Whiskey Congress is back in session. Stephen and I are together in the Cleveland studio. Uh, it's a really nice day here. Um, we po posted a show last week that was around the time that we learned about uh, what we'll talk about first. But first of all, how you doing? Good, man. You know, busy, a lot of things going on. Um, you know, we can jump right into it. Okay. I mean, obviously last week, you know, as we were ending the show, uh, the situation in Buffalo with the shooting at the Tops um, was basically happening, um, you know, as we were finishing up. So, you know, that's why we didn't reference it. Um, you know, incredibly sad. You know, 10 people dead, another three people injured. Um, you know, kid, white kid, 18 years old, um, with like some, you know, serious, uh, uh, you know, hate and racism. Um, you know, he had nigger written on his gun, right? Like on the gun site. And, um, you know, he put out, uh, you know, essentially a, a manifesto before the shooting. Um, and he laid it all out there, right? Yeah. And and I think, you know, the issue is, we continue to con we continue to refer to these people as lone wolves and you know spinoffs. But listen, like, I don't know if they are. I I I don't think that that's accurate. And the reason why is, you you see the pattern, right? Whether it's this guy, the guy in Pittsburgh, the guy in New Zealand, the guy in in. Was it Switzerland or Sweden or whatever? It was, yeah. It was not. Um, it was, it was, one yeah, of those yep, countries. Yep. But, um, you know, 77, 51, this guy kills 10 people. Um, and and I don't think that they're they're necessarily lone wolves. I think that these, they, they all communicate. Um, they don't necessarily, like, those guys didn't all talk to each other, right? Right. But there is an essentially an underground network where these racist ideas are are exchanged and and it allows for this this really cancer to grow um and metastasize um and then you get these individuals that break off and they do something but it's not like these people are doing something that the rest of the group was like oh no no no, no that's not what we meant you took it too far right you know that that's what they want right like they're the goal like that's why they published the manifestos Right. The whole point of publishing the manifesto is so that someone else picks it up and basically picks up where they left off. And that's what you're seeing. Right. Like they're all doing they're, they're all copying one, one another. And their whole point is hoping that they're the one that sparks the, the, the big war. Right. Where they they do their thing and maybe they, you know, they go out on their sword and they get killed or whatever. And then but it starts something out like someone retaliates and then it goes back and forth and then it all blows up. Right. And the assumption is. Like, and this is where I give, you know, the extreme left and the extreme right, I kind of put them in the same, in the same bucket, right? Like, they both want to tear down the system. And sure. the assumption is, is that their side comes out the victor, and then everybody will do all the things that they want to do, right? Like, the progressive left is like, get rid of the police, and get rid of the government, we got to change everything, and we got to do it. Like, all right, well, if you want to do that, like, understand it's going to come with a fight, and y'all aren't the best at fighting, so this assumption that, you know, you tear everything down and you're going to be able to put it all back together again the way you want it in this perfect social, you know, everybody's got health care and all that stuff. Like, that's probably not how this thing is going to go back together once you tear it down. And the same thing for the people on the right, right? Like, they, they like it's just like, well, we got to get rid of, you know, the black people get too much and, the, and all the immigrants and we, just, we need to tear the whole thing down and start it all over again. It's just like, oh, well, y'all are just assuming you're going to win this thing. Right, like, because I, I don't think you tear this thing down as it is the United States. Whatever goes back, it's not going to be a conservative dream, and it's not going to be a, a progressive dream. It's going to be a dystopian hell. <laughs> like we've seen, we've seen countries that were fine that that get torn apart, torn apart by war, and nobody's happy. Right. Now, in, <laughs> some, in some cases, we started the wars, but, but I mean, but you're right, though. I mean, if. All right, this obviously hits, hits close to home for me. I mean, you know how much I love the city of Buffalo and, you know, grew up there. Um, and uh, I just want to give a quick shout-out to Greg, my friend from the Bills Backer Club, who drove to Buffalo, drove three and a half hours to Buffalo with 400 pounds of food last weekend to go to this top, or last week, to go to this tops and bring food to people. Cause, and he's doing it again this week. 
Um, so way to go, Greg. I'm really proud of you. Um, but this is one of those one of those supermarkets that was like the oasis in the food desert. I mean, it's in a neighborhood where there's not a lot of chain supermarkets, and that's why this asshole targeted the place. He clearly targeted it. Well, he, he didn't target it because it's a food desert. He no, targeted it because, black people. Because it was the highest density of black people right. closest to him. Well, he drove like three hours. Right. So, um, I'm totally jumped. Someone at work said to me, like, if you really want to hurt black people, why wouldn't you shoot up a rap concert? And I thought, first of all, that's a really weird thing to say. And two, you're going to get shot if you do that at a rap concert, dipshit. <laughs> Also, there's really a lot of white people at. And then there's, there's also <laughs> like that, that means okay. you, you haven't been to one, but it's mostly y'all. This, this guy has not been to a rap concert. Right. It's mostly true. like the the guys suburban daughters banging. <laughs> anyway, um, anyway, that was just such a weird thing for that guy to say. But uh, yeah, this really hit hit close to home, and there's no denying that this was racist racism driven. Right? He talked about great replacement theory. He talked about all that shit. Now. I say this guy is a Trump worshiper and a Tucker Carlson person, and my cousin and I got into a bit on the fo- over the phone, and you wanted to tell me why you thought that was a bad take on my part. So, lobbying it Because the guy put out a manifesto. He didn't mention Trump. He didn't mention Tucker Carlson. Actually, I think he said he hated Fox News. Um, they, like, these people, like, this is okay. where you guys get this wrong. You think that Trump and Tucker are the ones saying all this stuff, and everyone's just like, oh, yeah, that's totally it. But for these people who are on Discord and 4chan and everything else, that this comes from like the Great Replacement Theory isn't new. This come this is pre-World War One, right? Very anti-Semitic, and it was targeted at the Jews specifically, and it was to foment hate and rage against the Jews to stop the state of Israel from becoming what it is, right? Um, the great replace, like all these, all this shit that they're saying, none of this shit is new, and it's something that's been brewing and festering and has grown over time. But it's not something that is growing because, like, people aren't hearing it for the first time from Trump and Tucker Carlson. What's happening is Tucker Carlson and the people from Fox News are realizing that that shit is out there and they're amplifying it. But the idea that that Tucker Carlson is the one who may, is the one that is is the is to blame for this guy is ass backwards, right? Like Tucker Carlson is getting this shit from people like this guy and the people he's listening to in these chat rooms, right? Now you could say, oh well, it's spreading it, yeah, it's to that, absolutely spreading. It's it's spreading to you know the average people that you talk to in the bar, but those are different people than what this kid was. This kid didn't go to bars. This kid didn't have these discussions in public. This kid tra- basically trapped himself in his room on his computer and was getting deeper and deeper into the rabbit hole, right? Like, I've this guy, I've seen this guy. I've got this guy at my gym, and I literally told people, I was like, get that motherfucker out of his house. Invite him to your house. Bring him up. Get him a date. Buy him a hooker. I don't give a fuck, right? But you got to get him out of this thing where he's trapped in the hole where all he's got is YouTube, his computer, and his cat. Because that's how, that's exactly how it's that isolation, uh, the lack of, of actual human interaction, and then you continue to read this crazy shit, and then it, it metastasizes into, the second time I use that word, but it turns into this kid in Buffalo, right? Why did this happen? Because lockdown's in New York, right? He had nothing else to do, and he just sat there, and he went further and further down the rabbit hole. This had nothing to do with Tucker Carlson. Tucker Carlson could have been. You, you could completely I, remove him. I, for, like I know you don't like him, but oh, I need like we that. need like we need clarity on this. And I, I what I can't let you do is what I know you really want to do, and it's it's blame the Tuckers and the Trumps for this. This is not their fault. They don't help the situation, and they're disgusting for even you know Tucker Carlson. Like they said, they talk, he talked about the Great Replacement Theory four hundred times with with no one on his show to push back on it whatsoever. Right? That's garbage. That's trash. It's but this kid is separate. This is a different entity because Tucker Carlson can go away tomorrow, disappear, never come back. You can wipe all his shows off the internet. All that shit goes away. Guess what? The people who talk about this stuff and generate it, they don't stop. It continues to grow. Right? And you can and you can blame the rise of Trump, but understand this shit was coming before Trump and before all right. Tucker. All right. Like well, the, the for all of that shit grew. A lot of this shit grew out of the whole rise of the Tea Party. Well, I'll push back further than that. I think the Rush Limbaugh's and the Glenn Beck's, and I hear what you're saying, but 
18-year-olds don't get into those rabbit holes unless they're being fed something, whether it's at home or somewhere else. Bullshit, or- Jim. Bullshit. 18, it's a computer. I can, you, you sit on the, listen, you sit on the computer, you, like, how many times have you started looking for one thing on YouTube, and next thing you know, you're texting me about the crazy shit you found, and you don't know how you got there, and that's, and, and that, that has happened, right, and so if it can happen to you, just 50-year-old average white guy just kind of bopping around on the internet, what the fuck do you think can happen with an 18-year-old kid that's got nothing else to do that's trapped in a house because of a pandemic? If you don't think that the, the mental stress that cut, that came with locking people down and saying you can't leave and you can't work and you can't do anything else and you can't go out didn't have a really adverse effect on the way people process things, right? And especially on an 18-year-old kid with access to the internet, right, who maybe was lonely and angry for whatever reason. Like, he doesn't, like, the idea that, oh, it's got to come from the parents or it's got to come from it, somebody. Like, it doesn't. Like, I'm telling you, like, it, it, it doesn't. All right. I mean, I I ref- I will not back off on the the hate spewing of of the Glenn Becks of the world and the Tucker Carlsons of the world and the Donald Trumps of the world. It it all right. If if it's not what light lights the fuse, it certainly doesn't do anything but help it burn faster. This kid flat out came out and told you that he hated Fox, and he, he mentioned nothing about Trump. Okay. But, so, but, the, but the, the shit he's saying is exactly what they say. If he's saying, but again, they, they're but, like but, you're again. You're you, making the you assumption like there's no way that any, there's no way an adult can take that from an 18 year old bullshit. There's pl- like the most. The, what, for, what, what? Okay, you're 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 saying that it's coming from Trump and Tucker. I'm the, telling no. you, they're taking it from people. Like uh, I they, understand what you're saying. I understand what you're saying. What I'm saying is the cesspool that leads these things that this kid, the rabbit holes that this kid went down are fueled by the likes of Limbaugh and Beck and Carlson. You're saying it's the other way around? Fine. It's a, it's a, it's a symbiotic relationship. I think you can get rid of all those guys. They're, like, you and don't someone else to, will step up and take the place, but Jim, that's still you a don't, problem. No, 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 no. You, it, I, I, I think that you could, if I could, I could go through and systematically erase all your conservative provocateurs. Okay. To, like, let's just say I could. I go out, make them snap spell, my fingers, boom, and go yeah. Thanos, okay. right? All conservative bro- provocateurs, boom, gone, right? I promise you that this cesspool that this kid was in goes nowhere, continues to grow, continues to metastasize, and with, without, because with, it's a cancer. No, it's, I understand. It's a I get it. No, I, I understand. And so, and, and even with, without the likes of Fox News, Right, this shit still grows. It's always been there. Like one of the worst things about about like you know like the reason why so many places, um, you know, I mean like the comment sections and chat rooms and forums and all that shit back in the day, AOL, all that stuff. Like long before any of these people were real, like you had these really really just disgusting, like things that would go on that people would say and, and it was it, it, and it wasn't even political it was just like people are just gross right with the and you, like you had, you had people that were literally like their whole existence was being like a shitty troll on the internet right south park right. literally did a whole season on this right uh where i think cal's dad was just like a, was i forget what his name was but it was actually really funny anyway um so you know all the like all those everything every all the conservative people that you were t- were talking about, they're like they don't help any of this. They're 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 guilty. You're acknowledged a part of the problem. They're 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 guilty of taking this information and using it for their own political gain. Because the other thing that they do, here's the thing, what they do, the Glenbecks and and really like and specifically Tucker Carlson because he's decided that this is the hill he's going to die on. Right, right. Because it's making him so much money, and he knows that he's playing people, and it's too easy, right? But here's the thing: the way, like, what if you listen to what Tucker Carlson are saying, what would even a Glenn Beck or all these guys? It is, it is vanilla baby shit compared to what you find in places like 4chan, 8chan, uh, Discord. Some of these places, like, it is, it, it like, it is so. So it's such a softer version of what happens in these places, and they know it. 
right? There's a reason why Tucker Carlson doesn't go, like, has to always spin it as, um, you know, I'm not saying, this isn't about race. I'm just, I'm just talking about voting rights. You know, when he talks about immigration, he's like, I'm not racist. I'm just concerned that all these immigrants are going to actually dilute my vote. That's not racist. I'm concerned about voting rights. I'm just asking questions. I, I get you on that. Right? He's got, on that. And he's got to spin it because what he does is he, he himself reads what these guys are saying. And he's like, oh, that's batshit crazy. I can't say that. But I can soften it up and I can spin it this way. And feed the flames of those people. That's my point. But it's not, he's not, it's not those people. He's worried about the people that you talk to sitting on the bar, and he's worried about viewers. The people in, sure. the people who get, the people were, that, that fed this kid don't watch Tucker. Don't give a shit about him, and they know he's, they know he's full of shit, and they know he's taking their shit and using it for financial gain and not actually their cause. They think that he. They think that he's a fake, a phony, a fraud, or whatever. They they can't stand him to the same level as we, as you and I, but for a totally different reason. All right. I mean, you're right. Making, it, it's just it's it's a it's a in the, the thing. And this is this is how this is this is how they both win. This is how the people in Ford that, that group and the Tucker Carlson they win because they've got you ass backwards. On this, right? Like, and everybody immediately went to, oh, it's Tucker Carlson because Tucker Carlson talks about the great replacement theory. And this kid said great replacement theory. It's all right there. That's the connection, right? Like surface level bullshit, right? Surface level bullshit that it, it was easy and everybody ran with it and everybody talked a bit. Everyone had the same exact fucking point, which means it's got to be true. If it was said on multiple media outlets, that means it has to be true. You got to think deeper. You have to think deeper. You have to, like, this, if it were that fucking simple, if it were that simple, where it's just Tucker Carlson, I it's just Tucker Carlson, I said this part and Glenn Beck, and Breitbart, oh, stop. if right. it was just them, it would be, the, it's that, it, it's that it, easy to fix. Fuck, there's no, there's no, I refuse to believe that you honestly think that if we just got rid of those guys that, that all the problems that, would be that, solved. That, that's not what I said. No, that's I know. That's not what I said. But what I'm saying is they contribute, the, the idiot at the bar that you're talking, sitting next to me at the bar that you're talking about, they are listening to Tucker. They are fueling these things. They they hear this, and that, and they're probably sitting there going, well, obviously it's wrong to go shoot a bunch of black people in Buffalo, but what that kid was doing, I kind of understand, or I kind of agree with. That person exists because of Tucker Carlson, because of Glenn Beck. Okay, Be, that's and, fine, but those, but those are two I, different things. Yeah, they are. Those they are, are. That's two the, different the, things, and the problem is I can, I can deal with Tucker Carlson, but what I can't deal with is this, this whole thing sure. that's underground that's way bigger than people think or realize. Everybody always wants to say racism doesn't exist. That kid was just a one-off. Not that big of a deal. Fuck that. I think there are hundreds of thousands of people who think just like that kid. They don't give a fuck about Fox News. Fox News only gets a, a, what, like a million, like Tucker Carlson gets a million viewers a night. I bet right. it's substantially more than that, but I, 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 I'm going to find four million. I know it's not double-digit millions. Okay. I, I know for a fact it's something like four million. It's surprisingly small. That right? is surprisingly small. But, so if you think about it, there's 300, there's 300 plus million people here, and then some percentage of that is kids. Right. Like, little kids, like my right. kid who's seven. Right. But that's, that's a big gap. Between the sure. people, wa like, the people watching Tucker Carlson are not the same people who are in this, this, this sub-world that I'm talking about. And to me, this sub-world of, you know, internet forum talk, that, that to me is much more dangerous. And, I agree with that. And the reason why, and the thing is, what I can prove, like, all, all of these, like, all of these types of shooters, all of these type, none of them are saying it's Tucker Carlson that, that got me here. They all go back to the same thing. And there's a reason, they all have the very, it's, it's it's they're copying each other and they're all going to the same well and we haven't tapped that well to be able to be able to figure out how to get rid of it. So the only thing is this is cult like behavior. Could could we agree on that? I think it's worse than that. Okay, well, cult, I, think, I, I don't know. Cult behavior is pretty bad. Well, I mean, and I'm just saying this is. I think this is bigger. Like a cult. You, I mean, big cult is you know a couple hundred people. I, I think you. Well, I, I would I, argue. The, the Trump crowd is way more than that, and they're in a cult. But I think they're bigger than a cult. Okay. I told you a long time ago that the, the Trump thing is a fucking movement. We're not going back. There's, there's no going back. Like, the, the, like, this is how now Republicans have decided that they're going to operate. Clearly. The number, Clearly. The number of people that are being rational and, and, and centered and that really want to, that number is dwindling. And you're seeing more and more Republicans get more and more ridiculous, and they're winning more. 
that's a problem. That, so that that's means true. we're not going the way we need to go. Agreed. Did you see the movie Don't Look Up, the DiCaprio? Yeah. What did you think of it? Um, I thought it was funny. I thought that um, I was annoyed with myself that I was as attracted as I was to Glenn Close in that movie. <laughs> um, I, I thought that, I mean, it was, it was obviously satire, but for some people on the, on, you know, in the conservative crowd, they didn't like that movie because they knew damn well it hit too close to home. There's, I, thought, I thought it was way overplaying an obvious stereo, stereotype, whatever, they, of liberals. That was, I, mean, I know that was the point, but I thought they kind of went, you know, to like, okay, we all know where this is going. Eventually we're going to shoot at the meteor and pray at the meteor or whatever. I'm like, okay. But um, as much as I thought the movie was kind of ho-hum and predictable, there's a real element of truth to it. I don't think they were trying to surprise anybody. That's okay, the well they did. Like they they weren't trying to surprise you. They were literally telling you this is this is what you're doing. This is how stupid you look. Right. right. On, but but you're right. The people on, on the right who saw that were like, oh, why? Right. The I liberal, mean, and, and the the real did this. I, there's this. I mean, in that movie, called out some liberals too. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, and I think that and and I think I, I, and again, I think my my big issue, and I'm pushing you on this is that I think that. We want to oversimplify things because that's, that's easier it, to process. That's true on so many levels, absolutely. And and so I think that going to the it's Tucker Carlson, it's basically the people I don't like. They're the problem. Yeah, okay. That, you're not wrong, you're, you're, but that's, no, but you're making a very valid but that's point. Not, I agree. That's, I agree. There's there's no way that's just it. It's not like they don't have like they yeah they got influence. They don't if, got enough if, influence. Like Tucker Carlson isn't driving anyone to shoot themselves to shoot people. Right and and possibly either get themselves killed, it's it's not that, but someone who can meet like being able to just read that shit, oh, like line to scroll, scroll right. and see it over and over and over again. Now all of a sudden, that's how you. I mean, if brainwashing is really a thing, where you can change the way someone brain, someone's brain works and how they process information and how they see and perceive things, which is essentially brainwashing. If you're gonna do it. Sticking someone in front of a screen and having them read and internalize hate-filled message after hate-filled message with no filter and no hold bar, say whatever and you, if you want. if you don't go to act, get to action, this is what's going to happen. And this, we what we this need to mobilize. Is, yep. We need to mobilize. We need to mobilize. And then you become the, the Manchurian candidate for these people. Great reference. Um, does it bother you that he got taken alive? Yes. Okay, that's yes. that's totally because and, and is, is it because if races were reversed in this, the black no. guy shooting it would be dead no. as a doornail? It's because he should be dead. Okay, and it, it what irks me the most is the officer who was and, and so there was a police officer there who did return fire. Yeah, right, um, he was a, a security guard. He was a security guard, but he was a, he was a former police officer. And everyone's like, oh well, you know, he shot him, but because the kid had had body armor, had yep. body armor on. And I don't buy that. I think the kid, I think the guy shot at him. I don't he think missed. the guy hit him because I, if you get hit with a you, shot in even, body armor, you still get the fuck beat out of you. You get shot with the nine millimeter with body armor on, you don't die. But it, it, he, he, the kid, it should have spun that kid and it should have sent him down. Um, you know, even if he's even if he's adrenaline up, and I just I think the guy missed him and and, and it ended up costing him his life. Um, you know, it also did make me consider what the caliber of my everyday carry. <laughs> I'm not, you know, and I'm actually not joking. I'm sure because right? I, I, I may switch from nine millimeter and just go over to forty cal. Um, I'm already there, so yeah, for, the, for I, that reason, for that I reason, because nine I just need a, I just need a, I, I just need something in, in a forty cal that fits the way the Glock 19 fits because it's such a perfect. I we'll talk about that off off air, um, or I might just go to the 300 blackout and carry that motherfucker everywhere <laughs> I go. That's a great idea. Isn't that a machine pistol? It's a yeah, pistol. Okay. Well, I mean, it's, I mean it's technically designed, you know. All right. Um, <laughs> shit, I forgot what I was going to say now. I know, because my badass gun yeah, distracted you. Yeah, exactly. Um, no, I, I think that he probably did miss him. Damn it. Well, I, I, I had a fucking point. But here's the thing. The bad guy, by the way, the good guy with a gun didn't stop the bad guy with a gun, so fuck you, Wayne, Lee, Wayne LaPierre. No, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. Now, here's my argument on that. All right. So if you think 
that what happened in Buffalo is going to encourage me to support gun control, you're out of your fucking mind. No, 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 not you. I'm saying in general. If you think that, oh, well, you see that? If we had gun control, get the fuck out of here. It happened in New York. New York's one of the most heavily gun control states in the fucking country. And he still was able to, he bought the gun legally. He checked all the boxes. He bought the gun legally. Now, he should have been flagged, right? Because he said, like, they asked him in school something about it, and he's like, I'm going to kill people and commit suicide. Right. So the, the red flags should have, but nobody actually reported the red flags. So, again, you can have all the laws you want, but if somebody wants to break them, they're going to break them. So if you don't want to carry a gun, that's fine. But let me tell you, that shit that happened in that store is not happening to me. Now, I can't tell you that I'm a dead shot and I'm going to hit that guy and kill him. But I'm going to tell you, I'm going to go out fucking trying. I'm Fair. not going out. I, you know what I mean? Like, I'm, I'm just, yeah, I'm just you, not. I have thought about I. I have a concealed carry permit in Ohio. I could legally have a, a firearm on me in most places. I'd never carry. This is making me rethink. Like, I, you're not allowed to carry a gun on a bar. Well, that's a bit nebulous, but you can't drink and have a gun on a bar, which is a good law. I will acknowledge that. I've never considered breaking that law before. That popped into my head the other day. By the way, I remember what I was going to say before, and that was years ago, talking early, early 90s, late 80s, a news guy puts on a bulletproof vest and gets shot with a 22 at mm. close range. And on the news, they fortunately had a delay because his response was, fuck, oh, fuck, that hurt. Yeah. That's a 22. Yep. A, a 9 millimeter or a 40 cal would probably have spun the guy like a top. I mean, it would have, yeah. it, it wouldn't have, it probably wouldn't have killed him. That's what body armor does. Right. But it's like getting punched by Mike Tyson over a surface area of 0.4 inches. Right. Which is not a, Little tap. I, I agree with you on that. So we also find out that the kid, uh, Ethan Crumbly from Michigan, the kid that shot up his high school, says he did that because he thought doing that might get Biden impeached. Can I blame Tucker Carlson for that? I don't know how. Because I can find a way. I, I, so um, That was mostly a joke. But... Again, the shit that just flows out of, in this case, his parents were doing the whole, if we don't get Biden impeached, we're not going to have a country left for you when you grow up, and it's, it's Joe Biden's fault, and all yep. that shit. And that shit comes from Tucker Carlson, and that shit comes from Fox News and yes. Internet Radio. Now, does that, again, I'm not, if it sounds like I'm making an excuse for the parents or this kid, I am certainly not doing that. But, I, but again, I think that, going that, to the, well, if it wasn't for Tucker Carlson, then these stupid people wouldn't do stupid things. I think, I, I don't know. These are stupid people, and they right. will find a way. But what I will say is that this 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 raises this case raises something different, right? Because you've got a kid who, so there were a lot of this went wrong so many ways. the the school The school pulls the kid aside, realizes that he's an issue. They get the parents there and say, "Listen, we're worried your son is going to do something dangerous." Um, the parents, you know. I guess allegedly tried to reach out to the son, like, hey, if you're going to do something crazy, don't do it. Obviously. But here's a gun that we're going to buy you, too. Well, right? and, and that's the thing. I don't understand, like, what happened with the whole gun situation. Because he was 15 or 16. Yeah, he, he was 15 or 16 years old. The parents, I think what happens, the parents bought a gun, and the kid had access to it. I don't think they bought the kid the gun for right. him. I think the uh, dad just went out and bought a gun. And then the kid had access to the safe, or it wasn't in a safe. I'm guessing it wasn't in a safe. Whatever it may be, the kid uses the gun and then goes and kills people. But then he comes out and says, I did it because I thought I was going to get Biden impeached. Fine. Um, that's not... Uh, I, honestly, I don't care about that. Like, why he said he did it... Because, again, he said he did it because he thought I was going to get Biden impeached. So that doesn't necessarily mean that that came from Tucker Carlson. No. Right? Like, you're making... Like, so now you're making a lot of assumptions, right? We don't know. We, we, we have no idea... Like when I, I I'm using Tucker Carlson as a poster boy for the larger. I'm gonna spit again, lies to you and tell what you. I you know, so I you know. literally are doing. I just we just talked about oversimplification, and you're I'm literally gonna, over. Like okay. it, because right, again, right I don't know. Hate-filled media. Period. Sh- sure, but my issue is this: there's a broader, bigger social issue here. They charge the parents. Now it's easy to say. You know, the parents were shitty and, you know, were anti-Biden and they pushed this kid to do this, whether it was intentional or not. So it's their fault and we want to blame them, right? But essentially what we're doing is we're saying that your bad parents and your bad parenting led this kid 
to make the decision to go out and kill people, and therefore we're going to charge you. Now, on the surface, a lot of people are applauding. Yay, we got to do something. Lock the parents up too. Okay. It's all good and well because it was a mass shooting. We don't like the outcome. It was people that generally we don't like because they're conservative and, you know, they run with the Trump crowd and Fox and everything else. And we don't like guns. Okay. But what's to stop a prosecutor, another prosecutor in Michigan, saying, you know what? Got these little nigger kids in the hood that constantly do things I don't like. I don't like their parents either. So I get me a little black juvenile in here, but charge his parents too. What's to no, stop him from doing it? No, I, I, look. And so, and the, so the, the, the same people who are applauding this are also the same people saying we got a criminal justice problem. We got too many black people in jail. We got too many black families broken up. So what's to stop a prosecutor from doing this thing that you're all applauding with the parents? And then flipping it on the very people that you're trying to help. Then what do you? So, so well, first of all, I'm not. Applauding. I'm not you. Right, okay, 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 come okay. on. Right, well, come on. You, you, you were pointing. Um, but to, but you see exactly what no, I'm saying. No, that's what you're saying. And, and so, are, look, are we okay with that? How many times have the good intentions led to bad results? Look at Democrats saying, you know what, this whole needing uh, a simple majority isn't good enough. We need to make it vote, 60 votes. Turns around, comes back and bites you in the ass. It's like, oh well, when it was in your favor. It was all well and good when it was... Can we just bring up one point about the whole uh, filibuster? Sure. Mitch McConnell, of all people, and I've said this on the show before, but Mitch McConnell begged them not to do this. Understand that the filibuster came from the Democrats. Yeah. And Mitch McConnell said, do not do this. If you do this, it won't go back. I promise you. Because once I get there, I will not give it up. And we like, and we, I will, and he, he said, he told them that if they do it, he, like, he gave them, he told them exactly what was going to happen. And those arrogant motherfuckers, and this is why I get so upset with progress, with the progressive left and Democrats in general, because you get on the fucking moral high horse and you get blinded by your own narcissism and ego every fucking time. And once again, you did it to the point where you fucked our whole country because it was more important that those Democrats in leadership at the time said, fuck you to the Republicans, we own you, we got you. They made the power move and they fucking played themselves. And now it has cost us everything. So I hold that 100% on the progressive left Democrats, this shit that we are in is on you. There is blood on your hands. Anyway. Okay. No, you know, fundamentally, do you agree then that the doing this now because it looks like a good idea comes, I mean, that's exactly what you're saying. Yes. And that's, and that's a, it's, a, it's, a, yes. it's not maybe apples to apples in terms of scale, but it's the same concept. Right. Because gonna, it can take you down a road where, again, like the thing. Right, like yes, exact, exactly what you're saying is why I have a cons- I have real concerns about blaming the parent. Now, listen, I'm not saying that the parents don't have liability here because they like, they're the parents fucked up, right? Like if you know your kids got issues, you change. The, like if you if you're dead set on having having now listen, I have a daughter, right? I've got a seven year old daughter, but I have four gun safes in my house, right? All of them both biometric and digital locks on them, right? So you need a fingerprint to get in. If that fails, you got an actual code, and then you got a keys, and then I keep all the keys in a very, very specific place. And my daughter has no idea where that place is, right? And And she's seven. Right, well, she's also seven, right? But I plan to keep it that way. Uh, Even when she gets old enough, she'll never know access, you know, she'll never know, she'll never be able to get in the safes, right? I don't think she will, because, I mean, she's a girl. She's not really into guns. If she wants, she did ask me. She wanted to take archery lessons. Oh, good. And I told her, I was just like, well, we're going to have to talk to Peter. <laughs> and for those who don't know, my name, according to his daughter, is Peter, not Jim, because for some reason. One day, she just decided that. She said, you look like a Peter. I'm going to call you Peter. And now she won't let it go. And and you and your wife encourage it and claim not to. <laughs> <Yes. Okay>. But <laughs> we don't encourage her. We actually don't. Like, I, it's, you've met her. We don't have to encourage her. You do not discourage. You've called. You have both called me Peter in her presence. Anyway, <laughs> anyway. this is inside baseball shit. So, um, but but to to my point here, like yeah. the parents. No, it's, it's, it's a date. People talk about slippery slopes all the time, and I usually poo poo slippery slope arguments. This is that. But here's the, the the parents aren't without some liability because again, you knew the kid was fucked in the head before you got that phone call that day at the school. 
You knew your son was whacked, right? And you knew he, like, there is, what I refuse to believe is that you didn't know that your son had issues. And you should have known to keep your guns locked up. Like, if I, like, I, in, yes, I have a seven-year-old daughter, but, you know, my godson, my godson is getting older. I've got nephews, everything else. Like, so my guns are secure all mm -hmm. the time, right? Like, they're just, they're, they're never not secure. And those kids will never know the codes to my safe until they are, you know, 21 years old, and I'm sure that they're not fucking batshit crazy, right? Sure. You know, and, and, and even then. So for, like, for these parents, I've got an issue with access because you allowed your son that, you knowing that your son had issues, he had access to the guns. Um, I have an issue with the school because you red flagged this, like, they flagged him before the day he actually did it, but they didn't do enough to actually get him out of this situation where he could actually do this, right? Like, they just, sure. they, they, they let it go. Um, and then, the, and then I, whatever happened on the, the actual day of the shooting, um, it just seems like you just had multiple failures across the board. Um, and so... Well, we as a, as a culture, though, kind of put ourselves in, uh, in a corner because it's, a, it's right, back, back to what you were saying a minute ago. It's not a simple situation. You don't want a situation where someone can say, I heard so-and-so say this, and you're immediately going to say, okay, you're expelled from the school and security, you know, school security, if you see him... Call in law enforcement, grab your gun, whatever. Um, it's not a simple way to stop these things. But the fact that we try to tap dance around all of it, when you have blatant red flags, you're afraid, well, we'll get sued if we do this. Or we'll get, you know, labeled. Right, because in, in the, f the fear is is that it'll get abused, right? Yeah, and, I and mean, it can frankly, be. It, it can be, and your big concern is who the target of that abuse will be, right? And historically, when you have something like that abused, the victims are typically... Young black kids, yeah, right? I mean, like, and, and so there's there, that's why there's a reluctance because it's just like, look, we don't do this well. Anytime we do this well, we typically hurt, you know, the the the, the you know, we typically hurt the minority group the most, right? And then you have to wait for the pendulum to swing back the other way. It goes too far, and then eventually it lands in the middle, right? But it just it seems like a whole lot of unnecessary it, carnage. It seems like a whole lot swinging more and more out of control lately. Again, right. I know that 51-year-old white guys have been saying the world's going to hell for no, generations. I mean, we're we're it, clearly at a point of hypertension. Um, you know, I mean, I think we're seeing people crumble mentally more than we ever have before. Like, I mean, just the the... The, the meltdowns that you're seeing in sure, public sure. from grown adults, you know, women fighting people in lobbies in the gym. You know, we were going back and forth with Dave and Philly about the whole comedy thing. And my point was, like, I was like, look, you've got people. Was Chappelle getting attacked? Or... Yes. Okay. And I was like, we're in a point in time where we've got so many people that are under so much pressure, strain, frustration. They don't have the money they need. They're overworked. They're tired. They are... Under you know like they haven't achieved anything that they wanted to achieve in life. You, you're coming off of a pandemic, you know, and prices for everything are rising. People are trying to figure out how to make ends meet. Um, you know, they pro they may have just lost someone, right? We we lost sure. a million people due to COVID. Um, there's so there's a war going on, right? There's a war going on in Ukraine that we're watching a country fight for its very existence against. Another country that for no reason just decided to, like, for no good reason, right. decided to invade them. And we're having to watch this these people fight for their lives, somewhat get massacred, but then, but fight a valiant fight. And then you have your, the thing, your talking point, the, the, the media just feeding all of this shit. And so I think, to your point, all of that, it, it's pushing people to the sure. edge. It's pushing people to do things that they wouldn't normally do. They're snapping in public. They're fighting. They're arguing. They're going and they're grabbing a gun. They're doing all these sort of things. And it's just, it's, it's a cr crazy dangerous time, um, more so than ever. And, and, and it's not just the U.S., right? Like, this, sure. is, this is worldwide because I think the pandemic exposed how fragile everything is. And it scared a lot of people. I think it just flat out scared them. You had people who were so comfortable, everything's great, I'm in the USA, or I'm in this country, or I'm in that country, and everything's fine, I do my thing, and it's great, and then it wasn't great. And then they couldn't cope, and then they didn't know what to do, right? And they, and they had never really faced adversity in their life, and then they faced 
a real worldwide level adversity and they fucking crumbled. Well, I would, I would, I disagree to a degree, and that is that I think they were already kind of disgruntled, angry, whatever, and then this just shot it through the roof. I think it was there was a lot of, you know, it's not fair of a white guy, and I, you know, I can't say anything at work anymore. That was pre pre pandemic. But but, but but you're right. But this, those this, this, the, the this same, magnifies. But the same guy complaining about what he can't say at work, right? And the jokes he can't tell, and the things he can't do, is getting to is getting into a lifted truck, towing a boat to the lake, going out and shooting his AR-15 in a field, you know, eating hot sure. dogs and slapping his girlfriend in a Confederate flag bikini in the butt, listening to country music real loud, and going back to his three hundred and fifty thousand dollar home out in the suburbs, right? So sure. yeah, he's just but, still- but but he was he was in a he was in a real comfortable place. And the complaining was just sort of the, the thing that they did. And then, then the adversity came. Then right? the real adversity. Then, there was then perceived adversity. There was a difference between perception and, and reality. And, and, and real adversity. And a lot of people got punched in the face with reality. And they couldn't handle it. That's true. Um, I, I want to jump over one thing real quick. A few things real quick. Uh, because you brought up trying to say one thing and saying something else or talking about you brought up the, the uh, uh, Ukrainian war and one madman mad dealing with that. You texted me something the other day mm-hmm. that I had to call you the second I saw it because George W. Bush um, tried to give a speech at what you would tell me was his library. The George W. The Bush Je- Institute, right, motherfucker. Right. And <laughs> I mean, you, you, you've got the right to do this or I'll do it. Listen, 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 Linda, listen, Linda, 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 listen. I know what you're um, I want you to tell it just because you, you're such a, like, your connection to George Bush is stronger than mine. But it's, well, in terms, like, you hate him. Yes, right? I do. I, like, I, I'm kind of neutral on him. I'm definitely not neutral but, on George W. Bush. I like uh, H.W. We know, we've gone through this. But um, I saw it, and I was like, oh, my God. So, <laughs> go ahead. So, if you didn't see it, I highly recommend, I, I believe you tweeted it out from, uh, at Whiskey Congress. Get to it. Um. He um, was trying to give a speech about what a madman Vladimir Putin was. And he's like, and the, this madman on his own, this crazy person, went out there and invaded the peaceful country of Iraq. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I mean, Ukraine. Um, I'm 75. Um, I just said what's on my mind. And I, as soon as I called you, I'm like, you know what was going on here. He was saying, it was my, I know that if you look in the mirror, you went on a one-man mission to invade a foreign country. And you're sitting there saying, I'm going to tell the speech, don't say Iraq, don't say Iraq, don't say Iraq. And he invaded Iraq. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, Unbelievable. It was, it, now, you predicted it wouldn't get any traction. It's been everywhere, because fuck-ups like that are way too... I didn't say it wouldn't get any traction. That's not said fair. It get traction I, with I, Fox. I, didn't, I didn't think... I thought Fox would try to avoid it like the plague, but... I'm not sure. But Fox is so far up Trump's ass now, and the Trumps and the Bushes hate each other, so... That's there's, true. Th- there's that. Um, and, and you know what? That kind of feeds the point of the the Republican Party has officially abandoned its former position and it's become the party of Trump. We've said that a hundred times. And some people tell me you've got Trump derangement syndrome. I'm like, I have eyes. Um, so yeah, I mean, and I think but that was a classic, know, uh, hilarious fuck up. That was so funny to me. Yeah, and it, and it's interesting though because I think because of because of Trump, really, I think that people, like, as bad as Bush was, when you, when you look at... I think Bush at, was worse than Trump from a policy perspective. Uh, that's, that's fine, Jim, but okay. you know what? It doesn't matter, because Trump was so bad from a perception perspective... Absolutely true. ...that we can't even get to the policy, right? The funny thing is, like, you can sit there... You, I mean, you can make the... And, again, this is where you guys get in trouble, because you want to sit there and make the... Highly intelligent intellectual argument, but the people that you're arguing with are just like blink, blink, whatever, right? Trump is still cool. He, he called uh, the Mexicans out for what they were. Murder, you know, uh, well, I mean, I've said dozens of times in your presence that one of my biggest beefs with Trump is he makes us forget how bad Bush was. But I, but, and, and and honestly, like I, I don't think that tr- I, I disagree. Like from a policy standpoint, I think that Trump was worse because Trump really like. Bush did things that were bad. Trump didn't do anything, and the few policies that he did implement were also bad. Well, and what, what I did, what I did, well, my big reason is he destabilized the Middle East on a on a whim. Uh, but the uh, I Dave from Philly has come up once today. We'll bring him up again. George Bush did that. I mean, come on. Like, at least. Invasion of Iraq was uh. a, a big 
It, it, uh, it, least it, is eventually going to figure out a way to destabilize itself. I'm standing by my statement. Anyway, Dave from Philly and I had a bit of a discussion about this the other day. And I said what I just said. And he said, it's worse than starting an insurrection in your own country. And I went, mm. yeah, mm. fair point. Mm. <laughs> um, Good job, so, <laughs> congratulations. I just, it's, it's like, you're not really, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I mean, like, I'm, that's, that's all. But again, like, I think with Trump, like, we, like, yeah, we were upset with George W. Bush, but at the same time, it's just like, for a lot of reasons. But I think that I, like, there are plenty of people, right, me included, like, if I, if I had to do it over again, like, if I had to pick one to do twice, I'd rather deal with George W. Bush again than have to deal with Trump again. I, I can understand that. I, I, I might even agree with that. Just because I think Trump does so much domestic damage in terms of of right because he's not about being a pre- like he's like he literally has everyone is telling him what like Obama would go through like people would write speeches for Obama Obama would go back completely rewrite the speech with points that he would want to make and say this is the policy that we're going with going forward and then after the speech would go back and like I wasn't bullshitting figure out a way to make this happen right Trump right. didn't give a shit like Trump just wanted people to clap for him. Right sure. and, and and say good good job shiny monkey, right? right? I, I mean I I just I, I think it's a, like Trump was a whole different animal because he was worried about his celebrity, right? And so I, I just like no, that like I, that I, I, and, and that no, in that position in that role with that amount of power, right? And the fact that he is just a Trump is just a complete fucking moron, right? Like I mean like the, every single person comes out and says another ridiculous thing that he said that he asked them right whether can you know, we have the military shoot protesters in the leg yeah or it's just like can, can we can we sneak bomb mexico and then right. say it wasn't right us? right you know or yeah. can we can we blow up hurricanes or the hurricane is going to land here with my sharpie marker like true just like, oh, yeah, the true. dude is just a complete fucking dipshit right like i mean like so and then like when you have that person in power like that's way more dangerous than a lot of these guys uh, anyway, no, I, I see your point. I, I, I'm now gonna. I feel like I've been laying on the ropes, taking some shots. I'm I'm gonna uh, do a victory lap now because you basically told me I was out of my mind when I said Madison Cawthorn would get primaried. Oh and yeah, this yeah, week yeah. he did. He uh, got no, primaried. no, no. I didn't say he was gonna. He wasn't gonna get primaried. I, just, I I thought he was going to win. Now listen. I mean, he had a 30 point lead going into like day of the election, and fortunately. People decided, like, listen, we're done with him, even though it took, like, what it, it took. It took him getting naked, sticking his dick in a dude's face and sending a video out. Uh, Bill Maher had a good joke. He said his his opponent's uh, campaign slogan was, just Google Madison Cawthorn. Right. Like, keep it simple. Like, in, on, in the first scene, he's dressed as a lady. In the second right. scene, he's face-fucking his cousin. <laughs> Right, was, I, I've heard mixed reports with a cousin or friend, but either way, getting into bed with a dude naked and humping is, I'm going to call it weird. Um, right, I mean, because it, it's not even, again, it's just like, look, man, I think there's gay dudes who would be like, dude, what the fuck did you, <laughs> I, what were you doing? Actually, a gay dude, I heard a gay dude do that, uh, pound cake on the On Cock Show. I was like, <laughs> he's like, y'all white folks do some gay shit, just admit it. Right, like, I don't, like, I just like, that's just, like, I, I don't know, like, I just... I don't know. Anyway, I mean, it's just bizarre to the point where, listen, I am happy about being wrong about that. Right? Oh, I know. Like, I mean, because I, I have been rather doom and gloom on the the human condition here for the last couple of years. And so for the people in North Carolina to come through and say, look, this is this is our line, right? I that That brings me some... Yeah, Hope, okay, yeah. I guess. Well, we, I, don't figure, now, I know nothing about the guy who right, beat him. Now, the I guy mean, who beat him, who knows, right? So who knows what you get? Now, we also don't live in North Carolina, but, I mean, you're still talking about congressional seats, which, you know, have Those districts over. are drawn in such a way that it makes us basically a, a, yeah. a, a lock for who's going to win. I right, mean, but but still, I mean, it's like I'm glad to see that um, he's out of the loop. Now, he did tweet out a weird message yesterday that I it, saw it, this. It, this, now this is the rise of Dark Maga, which right. everyone's just like, what the, f- what in the actual Star Wars fuck is this? Um, like, I don't know what Dark Maga is. Uh, I, I don't know what that means, and I, I am curious. I mean, I'm pretty sure it means that Madison Cawthorn is going to start a podcast where he basically shits on progressives and blame what? blames progressives for him losing... 
Uh, oh, but he actually did say that he was going to call out the people that weren't uh-huh. that weren't uh, fully MAGA who were supposedly. So I mean, yeah, maybe this could get interesting. Well, and a lot of this came from Madison Cawthorn talking about cocaine-driven orgies. Sex orgies. Yeah, and like you know, you just said the part you're not allowed to talk about in public. And they turned on him. And if he's going to go around and say, let's, you know, let's burn this bitch to the ground, that could get very interesting. I mean, and he starts tweeting out, you know, Mitch McConnell in... in here's uh, the issue. I forgot about the cocaine sex orgies, but it's just like, so... You're saying you didn't go to the cocaine sex orgies? And, but you did. <laughs> but you did face fuck your friend by force. Can you, can you verify if that was fueled by cocaine or not? Because honestly, if it was... I can get closer to giving you a pass. If you just did that... Cocaine's a hell of a drug. If you just did that sober, you just woke up and said, you know what, I got an idea. Then we got a problem. I would rather... You know I would, That's right. Cocaine is actually a legitimate I, excuse. I would rather know that you were up all night on a coke bender, somehow came to naked and decided that you were going to slam face fuck your friend. That would actually make me feel better about that <laughs> scenario than knowing that you did that completely of sound mind. The... The, I have no argument with that. I can't. I cannot touch that. Um, <laughs> I was on coke. Oh, all right. Like, there's no way I can even. Like, there, there is no instance where we could even make a Co- Madison Cawthorn joke. Like, like, I, like, I, I break into your house one day and and do that to you, just like, ha ha. I've just, got permission to shoot you from yes, you. I know. I, and, and I will right, like, accept just, that. But that's how fucked up yes. it is. Yes. Right? Oh I mean, God. like, it's just, like, I mean, it's not, we're not talking about, like, walking by and slapping somebody on the ass here. I mean, the dude stripped completely. Like, and you're a paraplegic. The motherfucker was in a wheelchair. You know how hard it is for a person a person in a wheelchair to get naked? So, you like, there's a lot of intent that went with that. And then you got yourself out of your wheelchair, into his bed, and then... Oh. Yeah, you went to town. Well, here's, I'm going to say something that is not appropriate, but what the fuck... I was actually impressed. Stop doing that. I was actually impressed with how how gracefully he exited the, the wheelchair and bounced into bed. I was like, dude, nailed the dismount. Now, you, now see, now you're making me nervous. Um, anyway. Because you, you had to look a whole, you had to see a whole lot of his ass if you're watching that. I watched the whole video. You sent it to me. You don't get shitty with me. You sent me these brain destroying things and then you're going to call me out for watching them? You know, maybe that's actually fair call out. Maybe you start going. This is from Steve. I'm gonna research this before I click on, click on. But I can't. What's, what's the what, point? Do you, what do you what do you tweet me or text me and say, Madison Cawthorn naked humping dude in the face or whatever you said? I'm like, I'm watching that. I'm sorry. I, it's, I didn't lie. It's well, not, I, I, didn't, I'm not I gave you him lied. fair warning you, of what you, it was. Well, you're saying I watched it too closely. You gave it to me. <laughs> um, you, all right. You brought up uh, Jenny Thomas in that situation. I don't know a lot of the details other than she's the wife of Clarence Thomas. Not Thurman Thomas. Not Thurman Thomas in our pre-show chat, which you just said, don't say don't, don't, don't say, say Iraq, don't say Iraq, don't say Thurman, don't say Thurman. So the wife of Thurman Thomas. Fuck. Uh, so this is interesting, and, and we probably should have moved this up, but Jenny Thomas comes out, text emails uh, to... Um, Mark it, Meadows. And yeah, Mark Meadows and some of the, the, the government leaders in the state of Arizona. I forget. It, I don't think it would have been the legislature. Um, I think some the election officials, but basically telling all of them that they needed to, like in the state of Arizona, that they needed to put in their own electors and people that were Trump loyalists to make sure that Trump stayed in the White House. And she's going to Mark Meadows saying, you got to do everything you can to save the country. We have to keep you know Donald Trump in office. Um, and all of that is disturbing because up until that point, we knew that Jenny Thomas was crazy. She's a part of some weird, like, you know, organization that's just really batty. Um, and, and, you know, she's the wife of Clarence Thomas, who's a Supreme Court justice. Um, and we had heard rumors, but we didn't have really any proof and not now this isn't necessarily proof that she had anything to do with January 6th. And there's no proof that she has Influence Clarence Thomas on any cases relating to January 6th that SCOTUS has seen, I, which I don't know if they've even seen any yet. But um, the concern is that, um, you know, if she felt this passionate to reach out to Mark Meadows and to reach out to the state of Arizona and tell them to put in, you know, basically fake electors to make sure that Trump stays in office, then, you know, what's to stop her from saying, look, if you, you know, going to her husband and saying, look, if you get a case, 
you know, dealing with January 6th or dealing with Donald Trump, like, no matter what the facts are, you, you got to make sure that, that, that you know, it, if it gives us a chance to overturn the election, that you do it. Right now, my con my concern with this is, you know, again making that connection. If she's willing to go that far to reach out to Mark Meadows, if she's that willing to go that far to reach out to the state of Arizona and tell them to basically, you know, commit fraud, then what's to stop right. her? What is to stop her from having that conversation with Clarence Thomas? And then the problem is, is that everyone's just like, well, you know, like show me the email, show me the text. She's fucking married to him. Chances are they sleep in the same bedroom and they probably have two twin beds that are side by side with a nightstand in the middle and they both wear fucking nightgowns and hats to bed, right? Um, and then while she's reading her book on crazy conservative nonsense, you know, who's to, who's to say she didn't have this conversation? But the problem is I can't prove that, right? Like sure. There's no way that I'm ever probably going to be able to prove it because if she's influencing her husband, she's probably doing it verbally and she's not communicating it via text or email or, or, or even phone call. So it's not going to be able to be something to be proven, but it is enough where if I'm Justice Roberts, the chief Supreme Court justice, then I'm I like after hearing what she was willing to say to Meadows and hearing what she was willing to say um, to to the state of Arizona, I I would ask Clarence Thomas like, look, we get any cases related to Trump, his election, January six, I'm going to need you to recuse yourself. That's yeah. That's I good. mean, and I think I think that's fair. And listen, if it were the other way around, if it were Kagan's husband or Breyer's wife, um, who were just as batty on the other side, right? And they were, you know, they had gone to crazy lengths to keep Trump out of office. I would say the same thing, right? Like, I mean, if you have an example of someone on the left that insane, um, that is connected to the Supreme Court in that way, then go ahead, bring him forward, and then. You know, we we have this fight all the time where the there's not left wingers grabbing guns and going to shoot up Trump rallies. There's not you know, you point out all the time that there's crazy shit on the left, and you're absolutely right. Well, the guy who shot up the softball game, I that apparently he was a Bernie Sanders supporter. Um, Doesn't get any more left than that, Jim. Yeah, I mean, it's okay. I, listen, right, that's, I, I mean, it's it's. I'm just. That, it's that's an example. one example that we could debate. How can, can you debate? Can, it? I can you come up with two? Because we can come up with a hundred in the other direction. Can Can I come up with two? two a, a second left wing shooter that had does, a, it, does it have to be a shooter? Because I mean, there's plenty of, um, you know, I mean, you 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 you've you've got some pretty wild people on the left as in terms of environmentalists. <laughs> Okay. All right. I mean, like, fair point. Like fair environmental point. terrorism is a is a, All right. is a legitimate okay. thing. Okay. Is a legitimate okay. thing. Peta. <laughs> I mean. So Peta throws you know, paint and animal blood on people. They don't shoot a dozen people in a supermarket. But but you're you're making a good point. I'm not gonna. You know, we're gonna we can spar back and forth and bore the shit out of everyone else who isn't in the room. Um. One of my questions of this whole thing is how the fuck is Jenny Thomas. T texting Mark Meadows. How was she involved at that level? She's the wife of the Supreme Court Justice. Do you not know what Washington, D.C., what I, it is? I guess, but, all right, I'm kind of saying it's nuts that that's possible. How? What do you mean, how? She What's is her, the wife of a Supreme Court right, Justice, Jim. Right, yeah, I'm aware. And that's she's got, very, she's he, able to he, text. He is a very, like, I, like, he's a very powerful person. Right, if okay. there there are plenty of people, right, congressmen, senators okay. who have wives that are very involved in politics, and it's because of who their husband is, right? Like they 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 have they they're in the they're in a, like if you're in a position of power, your spouse is in a position of power, right? And if you, you know what I mean, like they, okay. then all of a sudden, so, like they 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 got nonprofits, they they get asked, which, which, like which, they 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 because of their access to who they're married to. Right, people use them all the time because they want access to that person, right? So yeah, like yeah, you're like, and you're gonna run in those circles, like you, like he gives speeches all the time, like they're around those people. Like right. the Supreme Court justices just don't go to the courthouse and go home and don't interact with anybody, right? They interact with everybody else in Washington D.C. like everybody else does. They go to dinners, they go to right. this and yeah. that, and they exchange, they meet, they sit you know, at the, the table. You know what the example of this is? is we talked about in the past when. Um, uh, oh God, who's the right wing? Steve Bannon. When Steve Bannon and Bill Maher have their banter sessions on yeah. TV, and you're like, you guys hang out. Yes. So you're okay. All right, that's 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 solid. I just the idea that you would have the fucking 
thought that I can, you know, uh, yeah. send a text message to the, you know, uh, chief of staff, and he's going to listen to what I have to say. That's insane to me. I now she's insane. It's, it's I mean, I think she, she. It doesn't. It doesn't surprise me that it wouldn't surprise me if she had open communication with the president of the United States. I mean, once you get to that level where you're, where you have, where you're the spouse of someone with that level of power, um, then you're going to have a, a high level yeah. of access to people that just the average person isn't going to have. So that true, shouldn't surprise true. you at all. Yeah, you're, no, you know I, what I mean. I like, so, so, um, but what's what's scary to me is that I don't necessarily care that she has the access. It's just that she she not only is that she showed no discretion in how she used it. She's like, you know what? Not only am I not showing discretion, I feel I need to do this. Right. Right? Like, that's... And that, yeah, to me... Texting Mark Meadows would get you him to go, that's a very solid point there, Jenny. Um, we'll get right on that. That's the crazy part right. to me. All right, man, we're right at an hour. Uh, do you want to talk about... So the guy who attacked, attacked Dave Chappelle has now been charged with attempted murder. Um, we... I did not give proper credit to Jamie Foxx for his role in beating the shit out of that guy. And uh, someone pointed out that he's playing Mike Tyson in a biopic soon, so he was all jacked up for that. And then da- did the absolute best Dave Chappelle impersonation. Other than as, Dave Chappelle. Than, I, I think he was better than Dave Chappelle. Um, and it, was, it was fantastic. So yeah. Google that. Did you tweet that? I don't remember if you did or not. If you did, if you uh, yeah, did, I did. Okay. I mean, it, was, it, it was a while ago. It was a while ago. But, all right. I, the fact that that guy... Charged Dave Chappelle and is now being charged with okay. attempted murder. Well, says I mean, he had a knife that looked like a gun, but wasn't. Yeah, a gun. that was always weird. It was a handgun, bayonet, not gun. Yeah, <laughs> what a great way to end the show. You got any closing uh, things you want to bring out there? We ready to roll. Roll. We are at Whiskey Congress on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you for listening. Uh, good talking to you, brother. We're done. Same.